All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Not saying he doesn't deserve criticism. Nobody's perfect. Losing creates critics. You're doing your job. My point of contention is, I think Dusty's done a good job. My point of contention is whenever Dusty makes questionable decisions and you bring up questionable decisions is just you're a hater, you're a racist. How about we talk about the matter at hand? How about you tell me why John Singleton's a better option than Chaz McCormick? Why don't you tell me why Chaz McCormick shouldn't be starting against a lefty? Like, let's discuss that because there's never that point. It's just the easy go-to, you don't have a case, you hate Dusty Baker. And like, and the thing is, too, about like the whole liking Dusty Baker from the player's perspective, that's great. I don't care. You know how many people like paying, playing for Bill Belichick? Nobody. They all hate it. <laughs> listen to Tom Brady. Listen to Edelman. Like, listen to these guys talk about their time in New England and how it was a miserable experience. Listen to Gronk. Like, these guys talk about how playing for the Patriots it was not fun. It was not enjoyable. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't I, care. And Dusty, honestly, Dusty doesn't care. Dusty wants to win. And you really honestly think that, like, Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez are like, yeah. Take out Chaz McCormick for John Singleton to win the game. <laughs> like, that's the move. Like, yeah. What are we doing? Like, there's no way the players think in that moment that, like, that's the move to help the Astros win a baseball game. Like, no one thinks that. Besides, like, like the it's analytics great. thought that, Joe. It's great. Like, it's awesome that they love Dusty Baker. I love Dusty Baker. I'm going to miss Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has been a content machine for the Killer Bees and this station. And we will miss him greatly if the next manager is extra boring. Flimsy, our analytics said that Gray's batting 349 compared to Altuve 318. Uh, bull- See, the, the, the other thing with Dusty, too, is like he says things and then it comes out that it like wasn't necessarily accurate. Like the Jordan hands last year. He's got a problem with both hands. And like Jordan had to call the media over Look, to be like, no, it's not both. It's just this one hand. My old manager that I love playing for and everybody in this clubhouse loves playing for is wrong. I'm telling you this. In 2020... I was working at the Astros flagship. Dusty Baker went on a show and did an interview, and he talked too much about injuries. The next week, they asked him about injuries, and Dusty Baker said, quote, they don't tell me anything anymore because I said too much last week. So, like, even from the moment they hired this guy, the Astros were like, ah, Dusty's got loose lips. He's a great manager. He's one of the best managers of all time. Like, you can criticize him for him not making the yeah. right decisions right now. Like, leaving J.P. Franson too long today, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he might have been left in too long. Now, I'll push back with you on the football-baseball thing. Like, I don't. I, I do think baseball, you probably need a manager you like a little bit more than football. It's like, a it's long a, season. It's a different animal. And I think that, honestly, like, great football coaches are the ones that are going to out-scheme the other coaches. X and O's, you know, they run a good program, all of that stuff. Like, I, I think that the X and O's from a head coach perspective matters way more in football than it does in baseball, if I'm being completely honest. I think the best baseball managers are the ones that handle the clubhouse the best. And I think that's Dusty's strength. I think Dusty's strength is how well he handles the clubhouse, and I am conceding to you that managing the clubhouse is more important than managing the game because I don't think it's that difficult to manage a baseball game, quite frankly. And again, I think managing the clubhouse is more important than managing the game, and that's Dusty's strength. Now, managing the game is something we're going to talk about on the radio 
and it's something that Dusty Baker has questionable decisions each and every game. He does. And you know what? The Astros might still win the World Series this year with him. They could. And and it'll be awesome. But, like, and Dusty Baker, like, it's so funny because managers are interesting because I feel like it doesn't matter what side of the argument on. There's always, like, if you're anti-Dusty, he gets too much credit, and then he doesn't get enough blame. But then if you're very pro-Dusty, a lot of people are, he gets too much blame, not enough credit. Like, that's why I think managers are so interesting in this sport because they don't call plays. Like, they don't, they don't really do anything besides follow the numbers or, or maybe make a bullpen decision that, like, honestly matters. Because, like, just because Dusty made these decisions with Chaz McCormick, the Astros should not have got swept versus the Yankees this weekend. True. They got swept because Justin Verlander didn't pitch well, because Christian Javier gave up an untimely home run, because Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez didn't have any, like, meaningful, like, at-bats throughout the whole weekend. Like, the, the, the players failed sure. to do what they're supposed to do. It's like it's just it's not the same. Like someone's got to get the blame. The execution is more important than the decisions. Hundred percent. You're you're exactly right. I mean you're right, but you're going to bring up both. Like that's the thing is like well, that's the other thing with like the Dusty defenders. And look, in Dusty, I trust you, right, Alex? Like it's well, Dusty's decisions don't matter as much as the execution. You're right, but both things are on the table to discuss. Just because one thing is less important than the other thing does not mean that we should ignore it and act like it didn't happen. Well, Yoron didn't come up with a big hit. Tucker didn't come up with a big hit. Verlander got rocked. Uh, they weren't very good. Hunter Brown had lousy command. Javier gave up a, a, a you know a two-run homer on his final hitter of the game, his second to the final hitter of the game. That stuff matters more than Dusty Baker's managing. But they're all on the table, and we will discuss all of it because it's sports radio, and we discuss all of it. Uh, 3326 says that I've uh, been listening all day and heard no complaints about the fact this is the second weekend home sweep in a row during a pennant chase. You missed the, missed the start of the show. You missed the first 30 minutes. We did the ugly, bad, and the good instead of the good, bad, and the ugly because it was an embarrassing series loss. And to Joe's points, yes, it was more about execution than Dusty's managing. Uh, 5044, all analytics and common sense uh, says – this is the other thing, though. Like, I was being criticized on Twitter today for defending Dusty. So, like, I get criticized from people for defending Dusty. Yeah. I get called a racist from people saying that I hate on Dusty. But, like, I am I am the spectrum. I'm probably on the spectrum, some of you would say. I am all over the place. I'm a racist on one hand. I'm a Dusty truther on the other. What is the truth? You never know with the killer bees. Uh, and, and, like, this is – today's going to be a great example. Should Dusty have pulled J.P. France earlier in the game? It's hard for me to tell watching it out of the corner of my eye. But, like, maybe. Yeah, but it's like, hard for me to I tell. I don't know. There's bases loaded with no outs and a tie game, and if the Astros don't win today, that's not Dusty's fault. <laughs> it's going to be Jose Abreu's fault because he's up right now. Warning track power, Jose Abreu. Uh, 5044, all analytics and common sense says play Chaz and Diaz every day, but Dusty has to have something against Chaz because there's no logical explanation for pinch hitting for Chaz and not playing him. The analytics department needs to show him the numbers. Same thing with Maldi playing as often as he does. Might as well have the pitcher batting. Uh, Dusty's mistakes in September loom much larger uh, than in April. Um, Where is that, Abreu? Here's what I'll – I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, oh, did you see Chaz McCormick's brother, uh, his likes on Twitter? No. He liked a lot of things on Twitter that were anti-John Singleton pinch hitting for hmm. Chaz McCormick. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Chazzy Chaz's brother was uh, was was liking a lot of things on Twitter that weren't necessarily think, great for, uh, for the decision of Singleton over Chaz. I think there's a lot of people on this planet, Jeremy, that are not aware that we can still see their likes. I know. 
Like, I don't think people know that you can see their likes, and then if you're in a spaces, I can see that you've joined it. There's a lot of people that don't know that you yeah. can see likes. On I don't, I, I, which is, like, baffling to me, like, how that's possible still. In the year 2023 on the X. I'm never going to call it that. I'm not. Uh, BMAC and I had that discussion this weekend. I will never call it the X. It's always Twitter. I, I, I type in Twitter.com, and it I, takes me there. It redirects I, me there. I think that's when I would change it is when I can, when I can no longer type in Twitter.com. Probably. And, like, it just goes to, like, a dead page. My app still has the Twitter bird. Really? Yeah, I don't update. I don't do the. Oh, free, mine do doesn't the, yet. I don't do the auto update stuff. So, what's Chaz McCormick's brother's name? I want to snoop a little. Bit. I have no idea. Uh, Chaz McCormick's likes on Twitter are kind of interesting sometimes too. Like his hmm. most recent like was kind of interesting. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Double Rod says Dusty treats all his pitchers like they are Kerry Wood. That might be a shot at you. Uh, I would. I wouldn't agree with that. You think? No, because then. Like, Christian Javier and Hunter Brown would throw, like, 130 pitches a game until their arm falls off. I thought, no, I meant more that it was a shot at you than Dusty leaves his pitchers in. Look, I've had, enough, I've had enough PTSD over the last 24 hours, okay? You don't think last night ruined my life? Because for a little bit? <laughs> the Bartman play? It reminded me so much of Bartman. That's so weird that Dusty didn't argue Bartman. Like, I forgot about that. Like, all I could think about last night was P. Hands, Moises Salute throwing his glove. That's so weird, though, like, the dynamic of the Bartman play. Like, it was just a home fan interfering with a home player. Oh, I think, like, the 30 for 30 is so interesting because they get one of the bar owners. Like, he was, like, first, like, he was notorious because he was on bar rescue. But then he... Was he really? Yeah. Bartman was? was? No, no. One of the guys sitting right next to him. And then they interview him in the 30 for 30 again. And you can see him, like, reaching over Bartman. And there's all these fans. But it's just because it's just this, this nerdy little dude. Like, I was, I got to see if I can find the pictures. I can't believe. That was, like, one of the most popular Halloween costumes in Chicago for a long time. I can't believe they didn't call fan interference on the Bartman play. I really can't. What's it? This is a stupid question. Is it a rule? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, because you had the, remember the, who was the kid in Baltimore? Oh, yeah, you're right. What was it? Jeffrey Mayer. Yeah. Jeffrey Mayer. I'm still not convinced that Lou could have caught it. It's not necessarily though that that shouldn't come into play. It's the opportunity to catch, not that there would have been caught. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I think... can't believe that Dusty didn't argue it though. I don't remember that part of it. I do and I do now that you brought it up. Yeah, I saw like all the, like I saw like a bunch of people from the station that Brendan works at now, and they're all like, "Now Dusty argues it." I can't believe that. Uh... Oh, did Chaz hit a grand slam? No, oh. he, he got he he got a two a two run error by Corey Seager. He hit a, he hit what should have been a double play, a little six two three double play, but Seager botched it, which he owes the Astros uh, botching. Seager something. has two home runs in this game. The Rangers bullpen is awesome. It's comically I mean, bad. Awesome for the Astros. Yeah, it is like common. They have more blown saves than saves this year as a team. I wonder how common that is because like. A blown like if you have a lead in the seventh inning of a three two game and you give it up, that's a blown save. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I don't agree with that. You think it should only be the ninth? Yeah, it should but, only be the ninth. If if it counts as a stat as a save, only if you're in the ninth. I know. But, if you pitch, well, I know Jose Arquiti got a save the other day, right? That's the trouble of it. Is like you yeah. can't guarantee that a pitcher is going to get pulled. Yeah. So it's kind of tough. Yeah. It's it's tough. I, I still hate but that they. I still hate that ESPN interviewed. I still hate that they interviewed Houston. Steve, they Bartman. should have kicked that guy out too. At least make him non-viewable to the. I think to if the you fans. are, if you are in, or to the TV, are, if you do not have a driver's license, if you are younger than sixteen, and you have fan interference, you can stay and get new seats. As soon as you have a driver's license or can legally vote, if you commit fan interference, you should get kicked out. 
Yiner Rakes, by the way. 713-780-ESPN, the HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. All right, what's your best worst case for the Texans this year? We got sidetracked there because people hate. That's what I'm going to start calling all of you that hate me for hating Dusty. You're just haters. You're Branham haters. Uh, what's your best worst case scenario for the Texans this year? It's not great for, uh, for what CBS thinks. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the best sports radio station in Houston. I've got to prove that I'm the best, and I'm racing no matter what you tell me. Huh? Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We talked about this last week, Joe, but we were uh, we were suppressing your microphone rights that day. Yeah. So you weren't allowed to talk. Is that when I was suspended? No, I think it was the other time. Oh, okay. You get suspended often, though. Sure feels like it. Yeah. Um, The ceiling and the floor for the Texans. Because, I mean, I think there's a range that you can look at for this Texans team. I, I'm not too overly optimistic about the win total. I, I'm like you. I'm super excited for the season. I'm super excited about the direction of the organization. I'm super excited to watch these young players develop. I believe I'm realistic in the sense that I'm not expecting a young team with some pretty sizable holes still left in this rebuild to win a ton of football games. So I, I think I had the range somewhere between four and seven wins. I think it's where I had the floor. I think it's yeah. where I had the ceiling, four to seven. What was your floor in ceiling for the Houston Texans? So ceiling is, I think it's eight. It's probably the, because I, I, I predicted them at seven. Um, I think it's, I think that's really like this team has enough talent. It's going to be better defensively. Their schedule's cakewalk. I really am a firm believer that the Titans aren't going to be good this year, and that's part of it, that they're going to catch Will Levis or uh, Malik Willis two of the last four games of the season. I think that's going to play into a factor of why I have them at seven wins. So I I think the ceiling then is at eight. I I don't think this is a team that has a chance to get to above 500, but they can push it because there's just a lot. There's so many ifs. Like, is Kenny Pickett good? I I don't know. Like, does Deshaun Watson stink? Does Russell Wilson stink? Like, there's just all these ifs that, like, I think play in their favorites where if things go right for them, they can get some Ws. The floor, if I'm wrong on those ifs, if Kenny Pickett's good, Deshaun Watson's good, if the Titans are good, I think it's like three. Okay. So three to eight. See, whenever you mention those two quarterbacks, I can only help but, like, throw C.J. Stroud in that conversation because we're talking about the Texans. Texans are the subject of the ceiling and the floor. You're talking about a couple of teams that they're going to play this year. Yeah, I'm focusing on the defensive side for sure. Okay. We're like, Um, the Texans' defense is good. But I get your point. Like, if C.J. Stroud's terrible. Like, if you're you're looking at those three quarterbacks in terms of production in 2023, I I would have Stroud last. Oh, definitely. I'm fine with that. I don't believe that C.J. Stroud's going to have a better year than Deshaun Watson or Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be silly to think that way because I I don't believe rookie quarterbacks have great immediate success. I think C.J. Stroud, at the end of the day, is going to be a better pro than Kenny Pickett. I think it's... Is it optimistic to think he can be as good as Deshaun Watson was in his prime? Because I don't even know if that's that optimistic. Like Deshaun no, Watson, I, think I, I thought he was overrated in Houston, quite frankly. I think, I so think he's kind of a top 10 quarterback. I think C.J. Stroud's a top 10 quarterback, you know, at some point in his career. I think one thing for sure, I don't, I don't believe C.J. Stroud, and I think you're going to see it right away. I think C.J. Stroud is going to have less issues with holding onto the ball. Oh, for sure. Than Deshaun did. He's going to get the like, ball much quicker. 
the that's, one thing that's with, part of that that's one of the best things of his game. And it's one of the and it's the the worst part of Deshaun's. No doubt. It's like I, I don't think and I, and I don't think Deshaun knows when to use his athleticism at the right time. And I think part of that goes into why he would get so many extended sacks. And I, I just there's still like this it's the Georgia game. I know it's so hard to evaluate a player on one game, but like when he got that pressure, I loved what I saw from CJ Stroud. And like I'm I'm curious like if things break down with the offensive line early on, like if he can avoid some of those issues. So like I, I think he can be like look at Kenny Pickett is probably a, a really good example. They went on a heater at the end of the game at the end of the season last year. They finished one one game or they finished at five hundred, I guess, because of a tie, right? I think Kenny Pickett can get the Texans to around five hundred if he's just average. If he's like average throughout the season, like as long as he doesn't make too many mistakes, that's what it's going to come down to. Because that to me is where rookie quarterbacks often fall behind is they threw too many interceptions. When they throw an interception, the next series is a disaster. Like if you're just average in the NFL, look how many games the Texans could have won last year with Davis Mills. Like they were in a lot of games. And yeah, I, think, I, think, I mean, I think that's life of the NFL though. You're right. No, it is. Like, the good quarterbacks win one-possession games. The bad quarterbacks lose one-possession games. That's how thin the margin is in the NFL. For sure. Like, you always have your top two that are way ahead of everybody else. You have your outlier on the high end. You have your outliers on the bottom end. But quarterbacks, like, three through 28 in the NFL, there's maybe three is too high. Maybe, like, five through 25. Like, they're kind of close. They're really close. But the guys that are top ten – they make those plays on a more consistent basis when you need it to win a one-possession game. Yeah. The guys that are 20 through 25 don't. They yeah, come like, up short. Like Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott are like the perfect example for this. Like if they were more consistent like Mahomes, we would feel so differently about the Cowboys and the Vikings. But because you just don't believe in the talent and the execution of those two quarterbacks, like no one really believes that those teams are for real in the NFL because like their quarterback plays just can't do enough. So I think the peak they can get is eight, but the floor is three. And, and 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 honestly, it could be worse than that. Like, the I don't offensive, see it could be in worse. It's three's, the offensive three's pretty line, bad. The offensive line, I mean, three is what they got last year, right? So it's like, so I guess that's why I have it at the floor. The offensive line, you know, if, if they're not able to stay healthy and, and they don't perform, like, what if you overpaid Shaq Mason? What if, like, what if Joel's right about Laramie Tunsil? That once he got paid, he gets fat and happy, and the fact that he's a captain is a disaster. Yeah, if and he if turns he, into like, even if he's not a like a catastrophic drop, let's he needs just to be the best player. Let's assume he's instead of the like third best left tackle, he's fifteenth. That's a problem. That that's a you're massive screwed. drop, especially with the with the guys that you're gonna have around him. Like that was DJ Bianami's point was like, okay, you can get away with a Michael Dieter at left guard for a little bit. You can get away with a Jarrett Patterson at center for a little bit because you're surrounding those players with really good talent. Larry Tunsil, Shaq Mason, and then maybe Titus Howard might play with a cast on his hand for whatever reason. Uh, but that that makes sense when you look at it from that perspective. But it's a little bit different if. Um, like if Larry Tunsil's slippage, or it's a little different if Titus Howard doesn't play for the first two weeks. It's a little different if maybe Shaq Mason isn't quite the player that we thought he was. So it's like, while you're making the argument the offensive line can be good as a unit, you're assuming the very best of Laramie, Shaq Mason, and Titus Howard. What if you get slippage from two of the three? And that's now, the problem. Yeah, it, it becomes and, a pretty and, big problem. And I think a reason why the Texans, you know, if they do like towards three, they... Nick Casario has, like, weirdly addressed but not addressed the wide receiver room, right? Like, he traded up for Nico. He traded up for Mechie. He traded up for Tank Dell. Yeah. But, like, you still look at this wide receiver room, and you're like, there's no talent. Like, there's not, like, elite talent 
at this point. And, like, that's where... That is interesting. You traded up for three of those guys. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know if you have enough firepower in that room. Yeah. So, it's like, who is CJ throwing to? I mean, like, if it's me, I'm throwing it to Tank Dell. I think Tank Dell's the the most firepower yeah, in that w- room. Yeah, when we were doing the show with Paul in Vegas, like I think you and I both said we think Tank Dell's going to lead the team in catches this year. I would, or he I'm, should. He should. And I'm, he won't because yeah. he probably will take three or four weeks to really start getting the ball that often. But like, I, I, like if, me, you look at, if you look at a play count perspective, I think that Tank Dell's going to have, of the receivers, the fourth most plays. I think Robert, in week one, and we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of like you know, figure it out after that. But I think Robert Woods, I think Noah Brown, and I think Nico Collins will all play more snaps than Tank will in week one. Yeah. So I think that's why he's going to struggle to lead the team in receptions, where if you gave him equal amount of step, snaps for the entire year, to me he's like the clear cut is going to and lead looks, the and, team in snaps. And here's the other thing, like, Matchy didn't practice today. He ain't playing this weekend, I guarantee you. Oh, he'll be inactive, I think. Yeah. I was a little surprised they didn't put him on Pup. Me too, which is like, it's like this weird thing where like it felt like that's where we were going, but they haven't made that move yet. So I guess they're still a little hopeful. It's it's also kind of, it's a little, it's kind of odd in the NFL though, because you have the 53-man roster and then you have your game day roster. So like, does it matter if you have a guy who's not going to play on Pup, if he's going to be inactive anyways? No. Like, not really. Yeah, and and I don't, and I don't think Nick Casera has necessarily botched the wide receiver room because like, imagine being, I don't know, the New England Patriots. And being like, yeah, we're going to fix our wide receiver room with Juju Smith-Schuster, who reports came out today, is that his knee is going to combust like a nuclear bomb at some That was point. such a weird like, headline. Yeah, that, like his knee is like catastrophically going to be injured at some point. Juju's knee is equivalent to Kenyon Green's shoulder. Yeah, but, it seemed, but I'd rather have my offensive lineman have a bum knee yeah. or a bum shoulder I know he'll be back next uh, year. I mean, Kenny Juju Green's already, out for the year. Yeah, Juju's going to play week one. Yeah, but I already so, know about Juju Smith-Schuster that he's vastly overrated. Juju also, like, he he also argued that. He's like, my knee's never been better. So it's, like, how do you know that it's about to blow up, though? Great like, question. The ACL is either, like, it has its integrity or it doesn't. Like, it's not, like, usually an ACL, well, like, maybe it has, like, some small tears, but it's usually, like, pregnant. Like, you either, yeah. it either is torn or it's not torn. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, a weird thing to me, unless it's, like, it has, like, it's, uh, what's the word for it? An arthritic knee, kind of like Todd Gurley. Sure. Like, maybe oh, it could yeah. be something like that. Maybe it's not the ACL. Maybe it's not a ligament. It's more like the, like, the soreness and, the, like, if there's arthritis in it. Uh, CBS Sports had their floor and ceiling for the Houston Texans. Their floor was the same as yours, three and fourteen, which would be disaster. Like, oh yeah, it would be disaster if it's three and fourteen. Their ceiling though, six and eleven. Like their best case scenario for the oh, Texans feels like a worst case. I know it's not because three. We just put you know you had the range at three. I had the range at four. Six is better than three and four. But I wouldn't feel good with a six and eleven season, and that's the ceiling. I mean, my ceiling seven wins, and I still wouldn't feel great about seven because that's probably right on the cusp of being a top ten pick too. Yeah, there was like six teams with seven wins last year, so I think you could be anywhere between like. I hate, I hate, I hate the black cloud over the season. Like, I I wish that we didn't have this black cloud over the season because I don't want this season with a rookie quarterback with so many young players with a first year head coach be that you know the Texans have to get eight wins to get out of the top ten. I hate that about this year. Yes, but, like, I also – I'm still so excited about Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud that, like, I know there's a really good chance the Texans have a top six pick next year and people are upset. But like, I love Will Anderson, and I think – I wish they didn't give up that much. Yeah. But I think you have two franchise players 
to where in the long term it's still going to be okay. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. What's your best? What's your worst case? Also, let's call our shot. Who will be the first NFL head coach fired? That's a fun game. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of the Norwegian Blue. This parrot is no more. Yes, cease to be. The Killer Bees. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three Jays. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. One six four twos. best and worst case is uh, not for the faint of heart. Texans worst case. I guess it's better than the best case. Texans worst case, four wins. And both CJ and Will get hurt halfway into the season. I hate using oh, injuries as like that doesn't count. That's not the game we're playing. I don't. I hate using an, like injuries as answers to the to any sort of question. Because unless like, a, unless the guy's like injury prone. If the guy's like a known injury prone guy, okay, it's like fair point. But like, will the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year? Why or why not? Well, if Pat Mahomes stays healthy, like yeah. that's a cop. That's out. the answer to every question. Yeah, like exactly. Like, the problem is like you can't really like have a sports discussion. You have to assume injuries at all times. Like, when we're trying to have these discussions, you're assuming everyone's healthy. Yeah. Like, yes, if, if C.J. Stroud, you know, tears his ACL at week five of the season and we sacrifice his ACL, <laughs> like we sacrificed Deshaun Watson's the morning after Happy the we did won it the too. World Series. And still, like, one of the Happy craziest days of, like, I remember, like, walking into 1560 or 94-1 at the time. And I'm producing for Charlie. And it's like, so what are we leading off with today? <laughs> the Astros won the World Series or the fact that like Deshaun Watson tore his ACL 30 minutes ago? What'd y'all do? Oh, I think we, World Series. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Palillo. You, you gotta go World Series. Charlie Palillo. I think you have to go World Series. Well, yeah, but like the fact that like that happened within a 12-hour period is bizarre. Like I would like if CJ Stroud tears his ACL this year, like yeah, it means they're probably gonna have like a top three pick again. And that yeah. sucks. But they might have it with CJ Stroud. I mean a lot of people were heartbroken about that at the time. Like in hindsight, like Sorry about it. Not sorry. Like, happy that you sacrificed your ACL for but a World Series title. Because, like, it's kind of it, with the situation. The Texans gave away a first-round pick to trade up and get to Sean Watson. Yeah. He tore his ACL, and next year it was a top-ten pick. Um, It would have been, right? I believe that it was. I think they went 4-12 and 12 in Deshaun's rookie year. Yeah, so like, it was a top-five pick. That next year that they gave up to acquire Deshaun Watson. What did that turn? That turned into a. I can't remember who that turned into. That turned into Denzel Ward somehow. Well, somehow the Texans gave the Cleveland Browns Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Texans went four and twelve and seventeen. So it's like two thousand eighteen NFL. Yeah, game. it would have been Denzel Ward because the the, Tex, the the Browns. But, but he took, went like in the twenties though, didn't he? Oh, maybe it wasn't then. I don't remember. There was one pick, like the Browns got something from. Oh, no, never mind. I'm wrong. Denzel Ward went four. It did, did turn out okay. to Denzel Ward. No, it was, but the they, the Browns got Nick Chubb from the no, Texans. They got, no, 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 no. In the Brock Osweiler deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant that year. Because that no, year, yeah. that year, their pick was actually the, uh, they, they actually had the first pick. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. so we could be repeating history yeah. here. Except it was, I mean, Baker went one. Yeah. And then with the Texans pick, they took, uh, they took Denzel Ward. And that's where it's like, 
I don't think that was the wrong decision to trade up for Deshaun Watson, even though you gave up the number four pick in the draft the next year. Like, yeah, that sucks. Like, you could have had Denzel Ward. You could have had a franchise cornerback on your team. But, like, you had Deshaun Watson before he was a perv. Like, he, at one point... They, they got Chubb that draft. That, that was the Chubb draft, too. Yeah, and that was from the Rock Osweiler deal. I think yeah. Was. Like, so, like, you could have... Like had a top four pick, but like I prefer to sh- I prefer to show him Watson, and I think like no matter what the black cloud is, it's a little different though. I know, like, like the 2016 Houston Texans were a playoff team that won the division though. Like I know. the 2022 Houston Texans won 11 games in three years. I know, but like I think I'm going to feel the same way. Like I prefer C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Mm. Like I don't think that if you have the fifth pick in the draft this year, I would have had the fifth pick. I'm not going to be crying over Joe Alt, the tackle from Notre Dame. Yeah, but it's not it's not a Will Anderson Joe Alt conversation. It's Will Anderson for Joe Alt. Although you're not drafting a tackle because you have Laramie and but Titus. like plus Will McDonald and all these other yeah guys. all the other guys that you could have drafted. I know because I mean like not that you would have done it, but Jameer Gibbs went what? Jameer Gibbs went twelve. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs went twelve. Like if Jameer, not that you would have drafted a running back, but you know how it works. Like, if Jameer Gibbs went number 12 and Jameer Gibbs turns out to be the offensive rookie of the year over Bijan and all these receivers, and Jameer Gibbs has, like, a great decade in the NFL, you know how it works. 100%. Not that the Texans were ever drafting Jameer Gibbs in the first round. We're going to look back and be like, well, they could have had Jameer Gibbs. Absolutely. That's the way it works. That's but the way it works. I think it also – I mean, it all just depends on what Will does. Because, like, if Will Anderson is a rookie I don't, of the year eh, – I mean, it's a part of the equation. Well, see, it it's Matt, part of the CJ equation. Because they, that also C- matters. Like it all if matters. Not, if CJ's not good, then you could have just said, "Well, they could but have just if, drafted Will Anderson." But what too. if CJ's good? What if Will Anderson's good? Let's say the Texans go two and fifteen for whatever reason. The first pick turns into Caleb Williams, and he is the next coming of Pat Mahomes. It won't matter how good CJ Stroud and Will Anderson are. You'll have to win a Super Bowl for it to be okay. Yeah, like if yeah. If, if Caleb Williams turns into Mahomes, and your pick was used to draft Caleb Williams, that's a problem. Yeah, I think or yeah. or. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is Randy Moss and your pick was used to draft the next Randy Moss, even if Stroud and Anderson are, are good but not great, you're still going to look back at it. That's why I hate the black cloud. But, but what's I interesting, hate it. But like, we talk about the black cloud a lot in this season. I don't think it's the season. I think it's forever. I think it's for the next five years. To, to, for the black cloud to go away... You have to achieve something. Like, like there's no black The black cloud. cloud could go away next year. The black cloud could go away next year. If C.J. Stroud is yeah. offensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson's defensive rookie of the year, and you go 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, and, the Cleveland, and then your pick that you're giving to Cleveland's in the teens, no one cares. I, I, will, I will resend my, you know, this is a day that will live in infamy. Like, if, if the Texans get C.J. Stroud, who's an obvious, like, slam dunk. Oh, you after could be right. Year, no, I, I mean, what do you mean? Well, it could still live in infamy in a good way. No, infamy means bad. Does it? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Are you going to pull that from Batson <laughs> Boulevard, Josh? Just go ahead. I know he's going to want it. Just go ahead and pull that. Christ. Yeah. Here, here's the definition of infamy in case any of the people at home were wondering. The state of being well-known for some bad quality or deed. Yikes. Yeah, like Pearl Harbor, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> not that we should be laughing at that. I shouldn't be here today. It's a holiday. Not your finest moment there. Well, no one's listening. It's a holiday. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. Let's call our shot. This is the first week of the NFL season. It is game week. Week one, Sunday. Starts Thursday. I'm excited about that matchup, by the way. Kansas City and Detroit Lions. Um, who's the first coach fired? Now this could be in season. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, Black Monday. Maybe there, no one gets fired in season. Who was the first one fired last year? 
Was it Cully? I mean, uh, was it Lovey? I don't think so. Because I think there was an in-season firing last year, wasn't there? I think you're right. Um, well, Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. Matt Rule was fired after five weeks. I think one thing that's going to help with the black, fl- the black cloud this year is Cleveland. You don't think they're going to be any good? So my answer is Kevin Stefanski. I thought about them. I thought about them. I think Cleveland's going to be okay. He, I think he's going to get fired because Deshaun sucks. I've got Deshaun Watson in one of my dynasty leagues. I'm trying to figure out how aggressively I want to try to get rid of him. I'm I, out. Hopefully he gets off to a good start for you then because that would probably be the way. Um, I think that I think the Browns are going to be pretty good. I, I think there's too much talent on that team. Like if Deshaun Watson's just like 80% of what he was here, I think they're going to win nine games. Like you have maybe the best running back in the NFL, like at least from a ball-carrying oh, standpoint. Nick Chubb's Joe. fantastic. Easily top three. I do feel like they're going to miss Kareem Hunt, though. Maybe. They, they didn't use him a ton last year, but like. I think they like Jerome Ford, though, the backup, the, yeah. the kid from Cincinnati. Their receivers are good. They're like awesome. Amari Cooper had a really, really good year. They traded for Elijah Moore from yeah. the Jets, who they, like, is apparently going to be like a gadget guy that they use out of the backfield sometime. Maybe he's their, like, change of pace running back, yeah. even at times. I think that the Browns have a chance to be pretty good, and they have a good defense. Uh, Degenerate Gambler says Brandon Staley. Uh, no, he will. I think he's a he's an after the season fire because they'll be good. They'll be good enough to where they're not going to be in disaster territory. Plus, their owner's cheap. Like, cheap owners don't really fire coaches midseason. I, I think, think there's a good chance Brand Staley is the coach next year, even if they're bad. Because if you look at it historically, the Chargers don't fire coaches until their contracts end. They don't even fire coaches. Because they're they cheap. They just don't renew. Like, Ken Wisenhunt, all these guys. Like, guys we knew who should have been fired for years. They just don't play that game. So, like, I, I have Stefanski at the top of my list because I just I don't believe... I don't believe they're one of the more interesting. Like it could go either way teams because oh, I, I could see them definitely. being a dark horse Super Bowl contender. I could see them winning six games. If Deshaun is who he was his last year in Houston on a good team, they they should win the Super Bowl or he, go to the Super Bowl this year. Mine's Mike McCarthy. They've given remember remember the Texans gave Bill O'Brien more power and like go go teach like go show us yeah like you want all this power okay we're gonna give you all this power but now your seats hotter like in the Texans gave O'Brien the GM job and they got fired four games into the very next year Jerry Jones gave Mike McCarthy more power usually like with power comes the fall so you give Mike McCarthy this power the Cowboys won double digit games last year they think of themselves as a Super Bowl contender and they have tons of talent what if Mike McCarthy calling plays is like Lovey Smith calling defensive plays last year what and I don't think that he's a better play caller than Kellen Moore their yeah. offenses have been really good with Kellen Moore they stumble out of the gates. All of a sudden, you're looking at it in week 13, and they're 4-8 and eight through 12 games. We know that Jerry Jones likes to make splashes. We know that Jerry Jones likes to get ahead of things. Jerry Jones fires McCarthy, tells everybody around the NFL, we're open for business with our next head coach. Mike think, McCarthy, first head coach fired in the NFL. I think what's interesting about that, too, is that for the last two offseasons, Dan Quinn has been the favorite for mul- multiple NFL head coaching jobs. That's interesting. And he yanks out of the searches. Yeah, he's got it. Man, like, that's a good point. He was supposed to be the Broncos head coach. Is he the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Maybe he's already on the staff. That's a good call. Instead of it being Sean Payton. Why is he doing that? Like Kellen Moore, like it's Dan Quinn. Why is he pulling his name out of consideration? Because he probably could have a job. He probably could have a head coaching job. The other one, I'll just throw out there real quick, uh, just because based off what they've done with cutting players, with firing coaches, or firing a GM last year early in the season, it's Vrabel. It's Hmm. Mike Vrabel. The way they fired their GM last year new because, GM. like, new GM, 
Like, clearly they're frustrated at the Titans. Yeah, but why did they fire the GM? Was it because of A.J. Brown? Was it Adams or was it Vrabel, though? I think I think Vrabel had more to do with it. Agree, but I think that's what you're saying about the Cowboys too. Is like they've already made these steps. Where like if the Titans, yeah, but I don't falter, think the Adams family is as ruthless as Jerry Jones, and I think that they love Vrabel. I, I think, think they love Vrabel there. I think we overrate that dude. Vrabel? Yeah. I don't. I, I think Vrabel gets the most out of his teams. The the amount of games that he has won with talent on that roster is impressive. But he has the best running back in the NFL. Sure, and he I does. think that's been the more, large portion of it. Could be. Could be. 713-780-ESPN. Who's the first head coach fired in the NFL? Also, the Will of Bits. See what the Will has in store for us today. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. Tired of being the tram donkeys? Acting like you some one-man GPS? It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kittles and bits, kittles and bits. I'm going to get me some kittles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for start, sit, cut. Here's Joe and Jeremy. And Joe. <laughs> Double Dong Dubon. How about that? Uh, he said start, sit, cut. Yep. Is that what he said? Yep. Okay. We got a couple here we can go through. All right. Where are you leading off with? All right, we're going to do one that we've had on our rundown for a while that it's just, you know, Joel's not a wrestling guy. So we'll take advantage when he's not here. I don't think he watches TV, though. Fair. Joe George uh, in for blank, by the way. Oh, yeah, sup. Uh, at Joe George Radio. <laughs> uh, the Rock. <laughs> Did a cheap pop. <laughs> Stone Cold. <laughs> John Cena. Uh, I can't see who I'm cutting. There's no way Cena should be in this conversation with The Rock and Stone Cold. Okay. I'm cutting. You can't see me. Do you want me to make it more difficult then? No, no. Because I think it's, I mean, he's like a legend, I guess. I could take out Cena and put in Taker. Houston guy. No, let's keep it like this because I don't want to cut the Taker. Um, Double dong Altuve. How about that? They went double dong back to back. Um, I'm going to start the rock. I'm going to start the rock, which might might be unpopular in in Texas because Stone Cold, of course, from Victoria, Texas. Um, and that's the bottom line. The Rock was just so good on the mic. Like, he was so entertaining. He talked the best trash. Uh, I have to go The Rock. So I'll start The Rock, I'll sit stone cold, and I'll cut You Can't See Me. Um, well, I've only ever talked to one of these people once in my life. I've never talked to any of these guys. Um, I used to work on a radio show where Steve Austin would come on like once a month. Really? Yeah. Where at? The last place I worked. He actually came on? I thought that was just an impersonation. No. He, he actually would, came on. Yeah, he had a, uh, one of his like uh, his like uh, stuff he would ride around on a show. A motorcycle? No, like, a, like <laughs> a, I don't know what they're called. Four-wheeler. Oh, like, like his ATV? Four, like his ATVs and stuff were like a sponsor. So like he would call in whenever they do big events. Awesome guy. But also Stone Cold, just like the beer chugging. The, the athleticism that Stone Cold Steve Austin has to catch those beers on the fly makes him elite. So Stone Cold number one, The Rock two, I'm cutting Cena. Yeah, I think Cena's the easy cut there. Yeah, I just can't, man. Yeah, Cena's the easy cut. I love The Rock was for so long. And now his hair is so bad. It's weird. Like, he night. used to be bald, and now he's not. Like, he used to have it, he used to shave his head, and now he's got, like, a It like, like reminded me of, like, when Colin Coward first got his job at Fox, and he dyed his hair brown, and it looked so fake. <laughs> no, the worst one was Nick Wright. Like, he went from also thinking he was bald, all of a sudden, yeah. to having, like, golden locks, although not yeah. golden, brown his locks. His luscious locks that he has It's now, weird. Those, when I see him have his bad takes, now I just giggle at him. They say that was, they weren't implants, though. They Lies. said that they were real. Lies. 
You don't believe it? Yeah, lies. Why would you lie about it? Like, why not? Why wouldn't know. you? Why wouldn't Didn't Joe you, Buck lie about it but, for a while? Joe, I don't know. That they knocked him off the air for. I don't think that he lied about it because Joe Buck had like his had like six of those surgeries. I've had zero. Joe Buck's had but like I six told of my those wife surgeries. The other day, I was like, you know, it's getting really bad. She goes, just shave it. Yeah, you should. I was like, you don't mean that. Why not? Because she always says, don't do it. Like, if I came home there with a bald ass head. She likes ball. She likes. She doesn't want you to shave your head. I don't know. I think it looks so bad. I, think, I don't know why she doesn't want me to shave it. There's a giant spot of hair missing in the middle. You, you go to the horseshoe. I, I you guess go. So. You go to Ohio State Stadium. Little the horseshoe. I feel like we're headed in that direction. I think you got to shave it. I think once you get to the horseshoe, you got to shave it. I agree. I've yeah. been waiting for like a sponsor to come on. You know who you are. Give me a call. Would you be up to? Would you be up for that? Yeah. You would. You'd have yeah. the plugs. I definitely would. Okay. I see why not. I have one more, but I have another question for you randomly. Before that, or before that. Right, so this weekend, I was I was co-hosting the bullpen. Okay, uh, twelve to two. Who were you hosting with? BMAC. All right. Uh, and and BMAC, Sean Mabes, and Andrew Carlson. Uh, Mabes and Carlson were not there. They're lazy. Lazy uh, bones. They uh, came up with this groundbreaking segment called Mount Rushmore plus one. Um, and we had to come up with something random. So I came up with my Mount Rushmore plus one. And and this is and I want to hear your take on why this. why are y'all doing plus one I don't know that's why that's why it's that's why it's groundbreaking just th- just stick with the theme just, just trying to the understand theme. the logic that's why here. it's groundbreaking why don't you say your best five I don't know um, so they said you can do anything you want so I came up with a list of my my list is called uh, things you stop eating when you're an adult oh but okay. you start eating again when you have kids and you realize it was a mistake mm. so number one on my list was goldfish. So you can't say sodas because you're eating? Yeah. Like, number one was goldfish. I stopped eating goldfish until I had a kid. I love goldfish. <laughs> like, who stops eating? Like, why do we stop eating goldfish? Number two was applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. You started eating that again? So you're talking about food that you're now putting in your house because you have yes, a child. and I started eating again. Okay. So it's a little different than what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. more like, you know, dad like, bod Like, stuff. you age out. You age out of goldfish. Why? Yeah. Why do we age out of goldfish? What's wrong with goldfish? Uh, gushers, great. <laughs> I don't think we've gotten to this point yet, really. Brandon Baby's one, so like we oh, don't have yeah. a lot of like snacky food You're yet. Right. It's more like you know, like the gross stuff. Yeah, that stuff is disgusting. Like it's like chalk. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, animal crackers. Yeah, he, we have some animal animal crackers. I haven't. You'd be surprised. I haven't touched the animal crackers. My wife bought a big, like you know, Costco animal cracker. I have not touched the animal yeah. cracker. I, I've never. I, I haven't added the baby food yet. Not the baby food, but like the like, like snacky snack food, like goldfish stuff. And then the last one I had on my list was uh, string cheese. Oh yeah, we do the string cheese. String we cheese we do the little meat. cheese with the red wax around it. What's that one called? Like oh, I don't know. It what's starts called. with a B, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I'll, I'll throw that one on my list because I, I used to not eat that. Uh, it's so fun. I eat that now. It's just like like applesauce is like in goldfish are like the top two. Where like I used like you just stop eating them. Yeah, mine's more from like the ten year old lunch. Because we, we, we make the lunch for the 10-year-old. Lunchables. Branham kid. So, like, mine's probably, like, those snack-sized, like, chips. Like, a lot of that. Yeah. So, like, that's a lot of stuff that I usually w- wouldn't have, like, bought in the past that we now have. Um, bite-sized candies. Oh, yeah. Bite-sized candies are probably there. Like, in a, like an assortment bag. Yeah, the problem is that you can get out of hand with those. Oh, for sure. I like eat, like, four or five one. a night. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Uh, but Lunchables. We, did, we, tried, we, entry, we had Joseph try Lunchables for the first time. I was like, man, like, would people look at me weird in this office if I started showing up with Lunchables every day? Yeah, we would. I mean, I am. For sure. 
I am the assistant to the regional manager, Queen Bee of the Killer Bees. Yeah, we look at you weird. I mean, it's, you know, every day. You know what I... Uh, get bullied for a life. Recently, what would be on this list? We bought orange push pops the other day, like the old okay. Flintstones one, but they're not oh. they're not called Flintstones anymore. That's dumb. They're just like generic orange push pops, well, so they taste the probably same. probably don't know. Do they, do they, do they still not. show the Flintstones? I don't know. I have no idea. Do you look for it? I feel like the Flintstones probably got canceled for some reason. Why? I don't know. Everything gets canceled. I don't think... Like children's <laughs> cartoons are like subject to cancellation. Oh, I mean SpongeBob. And then we also Not had close. the uh, you know like the old drumsticks. You like there was like kind of the waffle cone, the sugary waffle cone that had the ice. The drumstick, they're called drumsticks. Yeah, they have mini ones now. Oh, so you can like literally oh, eat the whole mini those. drumstick with yes, one bite. They're great. Like that was recently in my freezer. I might have one or two. I, no, those are all gone. I think I might have like a, another orange push pop or two. I need like I need like mini choco tacos. Okay. Those are elite. I can't believe they tried to cancel I'm, those. I'll mess around with some mini Choco Tacos every now and then. Why did they try to cancel those? They, I they think were they racist? Said, they just weren't selling enough. Oh. Like, they tried to... Like, I think they did cancel those. And then they, we brought them back. They did bring them back? Because, like, there was, like, a petition. That's all, the... Like, all that's us fats got angry. The best marketing tool for, for bad foods... Oh, it's cancel ...for it. boxers... Get rid of it. ...is retire. Like, oh, yeah. the moment that you retire, there's, like, a fad for it again. Oh, like, like Mexican pizza. Yeah, like no Twinkies. One, no one gets Mexican pizza. Now that you retire it, I want Mexican pizza. Twinkies. My wife no one likes Mexican. Twinkies. You retire it, I need Twinkies in my life. My wife gets the Mexican pizza. The, the, the boxer's Why? the same way. Boxer's are the same way. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I'm a boxer. I'm going to retire. Well, why? You're 28. Because when I come out of retirement, I'm going to make twice as much money. Yep. That's why they do it. That's a great strategy. I'm, you know what? If we ever get, if our ratings ever get bad, I'm going to retire, mm. and then y'all can bring me back from retirement. That way, we can get a rating. Can spike. you give me a heads up? Why? I'm going with you. <laughs> I don't you bl- go, I go. I don't blame you. If you retire, I'm going with you too. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Josh Chevy for doing all the hard work. He's Joe. I'm Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. What's next? Uh, ESPN. ESPN and Radio. Soccer next. Matters at 7. And then Soccer Matters, Glenn Davis at 7. Talk to you tomorrow, Houston. ESPN 975.com on the Chase Long. On the Chase Long, on the Chase Long, on the Chase Long, all day long, on the Chase Long.